Friday night in West Steeling, number 130. Read whilst watching an episode of the British soap opera EastEnders. Friday night in West Steeling, number 130. I meant to start writing this ages ago, but have been majorly dithering. In fact, I'm still dithering. In between writing that first sentence and this sentence I'm writing now, I went to the toilet and then came back and put on some music, and then checked my phone and read a message, and then finally I turned my attention back to the zine I was meant to be writing and began to write. It's raining softly outside, as well as being kind of glowy and softly sunny, and I just saw saw someone's arm stick out of the bathroom window, I guess to check if it was raining and then pull back in when the raining was confirmed. This alerted me to the raining, and then I thought about how glowy and sunny it was and thought, this is the perfect weather for a rainbow, and looked up and lo and behold, there was a bloody great rainbow up in the sky. It's 17.24 and I had to finish up some admin-y stuff for an exhibition before I could start writing. And then I got distracted making a playlist for S as he sent me one on Valentine's Day and terribly I A. only just listened to it and B. hadn't sent anything back. In my defence, I didn't see the email alerting me to the playlist, which is on YouTube for ages as it had gone into my junk and the one I've made in return is really, really good so should excuse all sins. King of Cats, Bikini Kill, Piss Factory, Black Bananas, Tracy Thorne, Chance the Rapper, Trust Fund, Slater Kinney, the Daju Sisters, A.R. Kane, Kendrick Lamar, Plastic Knife and Rupert Ramon all feature. But now I'm feeling a bit tired and unfocused, which is daft as I haven't done much today. Although exhibition admin and playlist building is something, I guess. S and I got back from Lisbon yesterday after a really, really nice mini holiday. Lisbon is extremely beautiful with lots to do and see. The whole city is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so everything is old and picturesque with these amazing tiled buildings and pastel colours and cobbled streets and palm trees and bakeries absolutely everywhere. We ate so many custard tarts and when we went on a day trip to Sintra, which is this beautiful place outside of Lisbon with a load of castles, we ate loads of the special local cakes. Queijadas too. We wandered around and sat and ate cakes and drank espressos and tiny beers in little squares and parks, rode wobbly trams around the streets, saw the sights, saw some art, hung out with S's friends A&R and drank Vino Verde, which is green wine. Disappointingly, it's not actually green. It's just the young grapes and it's a bit fizzy, but very delicious. Ate some great Cabo Verdean food and some slightly wanky, but very good vegetarian food and generally had the best time. It was pissing it down with rain yesterday, and when we left, which it was pissing it down with rain yesterday when we left, which made it leaving a little bit easier and landed back in super grim Luton in the afternoon. Luton is not in London or anywhere near London and generally a massive bugger to get to or back from. But on the plus side, you can get a train all the way back to Nunhead, which softened the blow a bit. When we got home, we ordered an Indian takeaway. Watch Seinfeld with J&S before passing out at 10 and then sleeping in late. Then this morning I was presented with my post which had built up while I was away. Two of the letters were dull pension and tax related stuff. But the third was a big package of zines from Elle and Small Zine Volcano, which was a brilliant Saturday surprise.
The rainbow is gone. As S packed and unpacked his bag, I worked my way through back issues of Rut zine, including one in the style of this very zine, which I was both touched and excited by, which sounds kind of creepy. Touched and excited, not the style of. <laughs> Written out like that, but it was brilliant. I love Rut zine. Continued Overleaf. Continued. You, numbers, plastic knife, and Aotearoa Odyssey. Whilst I worked my way through the zines, we listened to a tape that S and I had purchased in Portugal. On the day we went to Sintra, we caught the train from Rossio station, which was walking distance from where we were staying. On the way back, we just jumped back on a train to Lisboa without checking which station in Lisboa. That we might not be heading towards Rossio only crossed my mind when we'd been on the train for 45 minutes, which was five minutes longer than we'd been on the train on the way there, and the scenery looked kind of different. We ended up at Oriente, which is a massive station on the other side of Lisbon, to where we were actually staying, and which actually turned out to be a good thing, because as we made our way from the train platform down to the metro station, we passed a massive record stall, with racks and racks of vinyl, CDs, cassettes and heavy metal t-shirts. Unfortunately, the heavy metal t-shirts were out of our budget, as there were some really good ones, but the cassettes were one euro each, so we decided to get one. They were all Portuguese and we didn't recognise any of the names, so we spent a while debating how to choose which one. One of the cassettes had a glamorous woman with a leather jacket half zipped up and her breasts spilling out at the chest, shot in a kind of soft focus Vaseline on the lens 80s porn kind of way. Would this be the Portuguese Samantha Fox or maybe a metal band with a standard issue objectifying front cover? I don't know because in the end we went for a tape called Successos de Top. Lured in by its front cover of brightly coloured ovals with the song titles in them which included Conte Partiro Nobre Vagabundo, Barbie Girl, E Outros Exitos, Spice Up Your Life, Dite Quase Tudo, Tu Odesso, and The Power of Love. Don't tell me you wouldn't have been just as excited to find out what the tape sounded like. We were hoping for dramatic Portuguese reimaginings of Barbie, B-A-R-B-Y, Girl, and Spice Up Your Life, but in actuality, they're only very slightly different from the originals. With the faintest trace of a Portuguese accent, the only real giveaway. Conte Partiro is the cover of the opera song popularised by Andrea Bocelli, but my favourite is Dite Quase Tudeo, which features someone playing the guitar as if they have absolutely no idea how to play the guitar. The song choices date this tape to 1997, but it looks at least 10 years older. It's great, and whenever I listen to it, I will remember Lisbon and all the cakes. It's dark now. Use your illusion. One of the zines in the excellent package of zines Elle sent is an issue of You about a Guns N' Roses concert, which I particularly enjoyed. I have a complicated relationship to GNR, having been introduced to them when I was 12 or 13 by T, a family friend who's a couple of years older than me, and thus at that age was pretty much the coolest person I knew. I spent a year or so being ferociously in love with the music of Guns N' Roses before my love of Nirvana became so all-consuming that I decided that I couldn't listen to Guns N' Roses anymore 
as Nirvana's feud with them was well documented and I was siding with Nirvana. GNR were sexist, racist, homophobic dinosaurs and I wanted no part in their continued ubiquity. I took my GNR albums, I had all of them including the double live album, except Lies and the Spaghetti Incident and Chinese Democracy but that's because it wouldn't be released for another six years to CD Warehouse in exchange for some cold hard cash except they wouldn't take Appetite for Destruction so I just binned it. I'd always been grossed out by the robot rape painting in the liner notes but at that moment I just couldn't have it in the house anymore. In 2017 my lines are a lot more blurry and I can see the genius in a lot of the tracks on Appetite although I've never felt the need to repurchase it and when I hear Mr. Brownstone or My Michelle or It's So Easy or Welcome to the Jungle, I feel a little shimmer of excitement followed by guilt, nausea, disgust and dread, which is totally unique and the exclusive privilege of Guns N' Roses. The other day, Jay, S and I were in the kitchen talking about GNR for some reason and during the conversation, Jay and I were trying to remember which was the better album out of the Use Your Illusions. I remember preferring Use Your Illusion 2, but decided to double check the track listings of both to see if my opinion has stood the test of time. As I brought up the track list for Use Your Illusion 1 on my phone, I hardly recognised any of the tracks. Number 1. Right Next Door to Hell. Vaguely remember, but feel like it can't have been that good. Number 2. Dust and Bones. No memory whatsoever. 3. Live and Let Die. Remember, obviously. Four, don't cry. Remember, of course. Five, perfect crime. No idea. Six, you ain't the first. Vague memory, but couldn't conjure a tune or anything. Seven, bad obsession. Nope. Eight, back off, bitch. I remember this being embarrassing, but can't remember the song. Nine, double talking jive. Huh? Ten, November rain. I guess this makes up for the rest of the dross. Eleven, the garden. This I remember pretty well. It's silly, but also kind of great duet with Alice Cooper. Twelve, Garden of Eden. Nothing. Thirteen, don't damn me. Sort of remember, but only because I remember I didn't like it. 14. Bad apples. Ditto. 15. Dead horse. No idea. 16. Coma. Nada. I must have listened to GNR hundreds of times during my brief love affair, but I remember less than half of this album. Use Your Illusion 2 fares a little better. Number 1. Civil War. This was T, the guy who introduced me to the Gunners' favourite. The kind of song that does sound very profound to a 14-year-old boy, I guess. 2. 14 years. Is he moaning about his ex-wife? 3. <laughs> Yesterdays. I loved singing this in the bath. 4. Knocking on heaven's door. Outraged my dad. 5. Get in the ring. A very, very cringy diss track against journalists who criticised the band. Six, Shotgun Blues, don't remember. Seven, Breakdown, don't remember. Eight, Pretty Tied Up, barely remember. Nine, 
Locomotive. Don't remember. Ten. So fine. Don't remember. Eleven. Estranged. Very long, good slash work. Twelve. You could be mine. Terminated two. Pretty great. Thirteen. Don't cry. Alternative lyrics. Don't remember the alternative lyrics. Fourteen. My world. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. But still, I'm surprised how easily I've forgotten something I listened to so heavily at such a formative time in my life. I mean, I could still now probably sing along word perfect to every Nirvana album, even though I rarely listen to them these days. I'm almost tempted to go back and listen to all these tracks I don't recognise, but that guilty slash revolted feeling comes creeping up fast every time I even entertain the thought. So I guess they'll remain a mysterious mystery forever. Back issues of Friday Night in West Ealing are available from Smallzine Volcano. Smallzinevolcano.bigcartel.com Support Smallzine distros. Say hi. Friday Night in West Ealing at gmail.com